Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a group text and a brief stint as a server at Applebee's. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. I'm on a group text with a bunch of my jiu-jitsu training partners, and and it's hilarious. There are like 10, 11 guys on it, and there's a ton of trash talk, and uh, and again, it's it's the most interaction we have because we don't train, don't train together regularly, or I'm not training at all, and most of the guys don't really see each other, so there's a lot of banter and and good times being had. So one of my great friends, Kevin. Kevin's fantastic. So Kevin's a smaller guy, but he was a wrestler. He's super aggressive. He's a ginger. <laughs> he's, he's a fantastic guy. But he's also got like a bit of Napoleon complex, <laughs> which, which cracks me up. Because he's great, and he's he's really talented athlete, but he just goes so hard. And I'm not even that much bigger than him. I think he weighs like 170 pounds by this point, and I'm I'm like mid 180s. So I'm not even that that big compared to him. I'm taller, but he goes really really hard, and and he just wants to get better. Like I understand that. I understand that 100%. You know, coming up in jiu-jitsu is not an easy thing, and if you're not the type of person who is just a die-hard committed to getting better and taking your licks and and taking damage, then it's going to be really hard for you to get better. So Kevin's talking all this trash on on this group text, and he's he's itching to get back to training, and he starts telling everybody. He's telling them. He's like, hey, I've been lifting. <laughs> Which is funny because strength has never been his problem. Like, the man's made out of rock. He's like, I've been lifting. I'm going to come at you guys so hard. It's no more going easy. No more going easy, baby. And and that, of course, is the most ironic thing ever. Because I don't think Kevin has ever rolled easy or gone easy on anyone. Like, if Kevin gets a shot at you, he's going to take it. He's going to go so hard and try to, try to break your arm or just something ridiculous. And... And so it's kind of like, go easy, what? What are you talking about? So people, of course, pick up on this in the group text, and they start giving him a hard time going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And and it really made, it really made me think about my time as a server at Applebee's. So when I was in high school, I had a paper route all the way from middle school until I was a senior and my senior year in high school. And I ditched my paper route and still needed money because I wasn't getting money from anywhere else. So I had to I had to get a job at Applebee's. Applebee's obviously preferable to the paper route, though in some senses the paper route was just so streamlined. It was like half hour to an hour every morning. You just get up, you do it, you call it a day. But but I was done with it. So I started working at Applebee's. And I started as a, as a host, busboy guy, and then I worked my way up to, uh, to being a server. Now, I have always had a propensity to, towards the speech, okay? And it's the kind of thing where I, I talk a lot 
through situations. And as a younger person, as a younger person, I really made a lot of mistakes when I should have just kept my mouth shut. Okay, so you get you get kind of backed into corners frequently. It happens. Um, when you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, and that's just kind of the state of existence. You do things you shouldn't do, and that's the process of learning. And then eventually you start doing fewer things you shouldn't be doing, and then you're teaching the people what they should be doing because they're making all the mistakes, and that's just the way it goes. So I would make mistakes, honest mistakes, nothing crazy. And at Applebee's, obviously, being a server, I'd make mistakes. So this this one instance, I was working, serving people, and they asked for some kind of specific lemonade. I couldn't remember. And then some other, some other kind of novelty drink. And I just took the pint glasses, and I made these drinks out of the pint glasses. Took them out to the took them out to the customers and my boss who was cool enough was like hey what what was up with those drinks what were those drinks and I was like oh is that lemonade and that you know like whatever the other one was and he said that lemonade's supposed to be in a different glass and instantly I knew I first off I didn't know that okay so instead of saying oh okay honest mistake no big deal I said, well, they requested a larger glass. And he said, okay, and why didn't you put the syrup on top for the other one? You put it on bottom. The red's supposed to be going down to the drink. I'm like, oh, they, they wanted to mix it with a straw, right? Both lies. And he looked at me, and we both understood I was lying. But they were mostly probable lies, which meant that it's probable or at very least possible that these people could have requested these things and so for him to go out of his way and really dig in to find out if it were were true or not it would be like almost an awkward social interaction he'd have to go up and say excuse me did you ask for a larger glass and blah blah and then of course they would ask why are you asking and then he would have to say oh let me get you a different glass and in all likelihood they had no idea so it would have been awkward and we both knew in this moment that I was lying. And again, he wasn't going to do anything about it. And that's a problem because after a while, he didn't want to talk to me anymore. He didn't want to have a discussion about what I did correctly or incorrectly. He would only bring it up if it was like a great error. Okay. So if I had really screwed something up, and, you know, my job was on the line. But he just stopped. He stopped trying to help me. Now, here's the thing. As I look back on my, on my youth, and even sometimes through my adult life, I realize I have a habit of using language like a game. Okay, so I will engage in a conversation, a dialogue, a discussion argument doesn't matter and to me it's just a language game it's like playing chess i'm going to try to back you into a corner i'm going to try to position so you can't get out and it doesn't really matter or at least it didn't when i was younger it didn't matter to me if i was right or wrong i remember when i was about 22 and i realized 
that I could be wrong in arguments. I really, really realized I could be wrong and totally win the argument. But I knew I was wrong. I just stopped the other person from being able to object or criticize or whatever it was. I had become skilled enough with language to do that. So it was like a game with me. It was like a game. And it, it was almost always like this with me. I don't, that's just the way I am. The problem is, you have to have somebody who wants to play the game with you. And that's an issue. My boss at Applebee's got to the point where he no longer wanted to play the game with me. He didn't care. He was done. And they started moving me to shorter shifts, so I got, you know, instead of having like a four or five hour lunch shift, and, you know, you, you only get like an hour and a half or two hour shift, you get less money, it's a pain, breaks up your whole day, and you're only working for two hours. It's not that great. So I eventually started getting the lesser favorable shifts, and then I just stopped working and I went off to college. But had I not been going off to college, I wouldn't have wanted to keep working there because I got the crap shifts. And, and this is something that I was trying to remind Kevin of today. Because in jiu-jitsu, you can't train. There are, some, there are some martial arts where you can train and you can drill by yourself. Kamakatas. You do all kinds of different movements and get your body moving and balancing in a certain way and you refine your skill and you get better in that particular venue. You can't do that in jiu-jitsu. It's almost impossible because you literally need engagement. It's like trying to wrestle by yourself. Now, yeah, look, you can practice a single leg or a double leg, you know, or, or your shot in, but you can't wrestle by yourself. And you need people to want to play the game with you. You need people to want to train with you. And that's a difficult thing when you're trying to be competitive. It's a difficult thing when you see it as a game. But ultimately what you have to realize is that it may not be a fun game for everyone. It may not be something that everybody enjoys. And I'm not saying we don't enjoy training with Kevin. Certainly we do. But who really enjoys training with somebody if they're going to go super, super hard? Or if they tell you, you know, I've been going easy. I'm going to go crush you now. You know, and again, part of it's part of it's just giving each other a hard time. But I think part of it may be honest, too. I think I think Kevin's just a really aggressive, hard-charging guy, and God bless him for it. And I do want to train with him. I'd train with him right now if I could. But it made me really remember that if people don't want to play the game with you, it doesn't matter if you can win. It didn't matter at Applebee's that I could convince my boss that I had handed out the right glasses, even though I hadn't. It didn't matter me arguing with some kid on the tennis courts when I was a freshman in high school. Like, it doesn't, I could recount hundreds of arguments I've had. I have a great memory where I realized it didn't matter that I was right and that I was, or excuse me, that I was winning. It didn't matter that I was beating the other person at this language game. What ultimately mattered is that they didn't want to play with me anymore. 
they didn't want to play. I could get them to say I won, but that was the last time they engaged with me. So when you're in a conflict, recreational sports or a real conflict with somebody, maybe an argument, you know, maybe a disagreement, you need to remember there may be ways that you can win. There may be ways where you can get the person to do what you want them to do. Act the way you want them to act. You can get the person to admit that you're right. That doesn't mean the person will keep playing with you. So before you go nuclear, before you go for that trump card, you better take a step back and consider, look, if I do this, will this person keep playing? Because if they won't, nobody likes to be the winner, but all alone. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.